Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Blame it on Christian Kirk. <laughs> Just kidding. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Or maybe you're watching or listening on the ESPN Montana app, no matter which way you are listening in. Thanks so much for being here. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a phenomenal start to your week. Ton to get to today, including how much of an impact Christian Kirk remains, to have, remains having on the NFL. The NFL draft first round played out last night. Among the storylines, four receivers drafted in the first 12 picks, including four out of five picks in the first round wide receivers. Also, the two biggest trades of the first round included A.J. Brown and Hollywood Brown. Guess what? A couple pairs of receivers. Also, 
Will Debo Samuel be on the move? What does this mean for DK Metcalf? We've already seen Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Robert Woods, Julio Jones. They've all changed teams this offseason, and so much of it stems from that huge deal the Jacksonville Jaguars gave Christian Kirk. We will go in and out of all of the best of last night, talk about some of the winners and losers in the first round of the of the NFL draft. And I, I, I got to be clear, I don't really think there are that many losers. I think there are so many good players now. And I think the scouting is so sophisticated. The NFL game is so much different but the level of uh, than it is from the college game, but the level of athlete while being supreme and elite is so much uh, – So it's so clear. It's so cut and dry. And I, I, so I really don't think the teams start making egregious, egregious mistakes until – they get to day two and day three of the draft. And so much of the mistakes that you can make, period, in the NFL draft, they stem from taking quarterbacks. When we saw one of those taken last night, it wasn't until the 20th pick. 25 years since it's been that long. So we'll go in and out of the NFL draft. We also are going to talk some NBA playoffs. The chick who doesn't know sports, our good friend Carolyn is here uh, to hang out with us, give us some laughs, and we'll talk some soccer. Andrew Houghton, our producer in the back, he's got a footy 15. But we are coming to you live from the Gray Wolf Peak Casino here up on Evero Hill. We've been talking about this event for quite some time because I've been so enamored by just how unique it actually is. We are up here for the grand opening of the sports bar here at the Gray Wolf Peak Casino. And they are getting this thing kicked off with a bang. Superstar meet and greet. We have four basketball Hall of Famers and five former unbelievable standouts, recognizable names, former NBA stars of the 1970s and 1980s will be here at the Gray Wolf Peak Casino. We've been giving you history lessons for the last couple weeks, I guess probably even a little bit more than a month, just sort of schooling up on some of these guys in case you didn't know. A great many of you out there do know about Artis Gilmore and George Gervin, Michael Ray Richardson, the longtime Grizz great who then became a New York Nick. Otis Birdsong, who uh, had multiple stops and four all-star appearances during his NBA career, and then Hall of Famer Calvin Murphy. Count them up. That's one, two, three guys in the Basketball Hall of Fame and two more guys who are multiple-time NBA all-stars. So a very cool evening here at Gray Wolf Peak Casino. They do have a few tickets left. The dinner and uh, auction and pictures and all that sort of stuff, it does start at 6 p.m. So you got a couple hours to get up here. few tickets left, 50 bucks a piece. And uh, they're hoping to pack this thing out for the grand opening of this beautiful sports bar. It's super, super cool. The table's custom-made. They have homages to uh, Native American athletes, both of the past and the present. Uh, unbelievable job by Dan and Brian and their team to get this thing all set up and all together. And... Uh, all sorts of reasons to come up here, but namely, you get to see a couple of the great players in the history of basketball. Artis Gilmore, a first ballot Hall of Famer, a guy who was an ABA MVP and uh, an all-world do-everything during his time between the ABA and the NBA. George Gervin, the only guy to ever win five scoring titles in a row in the NBA. The Iceman, one of the great scorers in the history of basketball. Michael Ray Richardson, who was a... All-Big Sky and All-American player during his time at the University of Montana before becoming the number four overall pick with the New York Knicks and becoming a multiple-time NBA All-Star for both the Knicks and, the uh, at the time, New Jersey Nets. And then Calvin Murphy, who was a college legend, a guy who was perhaps the greatest scorer of his era in college basketball when he played at Niagara. 
And again, then went on to star for the Houston Rockets, one of the great free throw shooters in the history of uh, of the NBA, and a guy who was also in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. All those guys will be up here for this superstar meet and greet, so we're very excited to be up here as well. Uh, The interview with Michael Ray is a little bit of a moving target. We'll see when these guys get here when they arrive. So uh, he's slated to join us at 4.30. But we might hear from him at 5.30. So either way, we'll talk some NFL draft here off the top. And we'll either have some soccer or some Michael Ray. We'll have the Chick who does no sports top of the hour. And then we'll either have Michael Ray or some soccer. So a little bit in flux, but there you go. That is your show outlook for Nuanez now today on your Friday. This is my last day in the chair. We will be off next week. And uh, then we'll be back at it on May 10th. So uh, I usually take my uh, my time off pretty consistently. Uh, first week of May, usually the first week of July, and uh, usually the week or the last two weeks of the year. So uh, that's my routine. That's my schedule. And uh, we'll have a bunch of new stuff for you, new ideas and all that stuff as I come back from vacation uh, next week. But uh this will be my last show of this week at No Nuanas Now next week. So we'll be back at it on uh, May 10th. We are coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. We're not there because we're here. That's the Gray Wolf Peak Casino up on Evero Hill. Nuanas Now proudly presented by the Missoula Broadcasting Company, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and very proud to do so. You can always stream the show, all your mobile devices, on either our station website, 1029ESPN.com, or by downloading the ESPN Montana app. Great way to watch and or listen to the show, both live or archived. So go ahead and download it. Do yourself a favor. And if you already have, thank you so much for doing it. The Northwest Motorsport Studio, proudly sponsored by Northwest Motorsport, boasting the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can find that inventory, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Or you can visit on the corner of Stevens and Mount in Missoula. Appreciate them for all their continued support of ESPN Radio and of this show. Let's talk some NFL draft. I guess my first impression is that because of the unbelievable amount of money in Division I college football and specifically Power 5 Division I college football, The level at which prospects are getting developed now is just unbelievable. These guys are so NFL-ready. And it's particularly true with the linemen, both offensive and defensive, and the receivers. I I think that running back has become so... There's so many good running backs out there in the world that the position in terms of its its rarity, its its coveted nature has become sort of d- demeaned. And you wonder, when is that going to happen to receivers? Because right now, there's so many guys that are coming out. And teams are still fighting for them. We, we saw four wide receivers go in the first 12 picks last night in the, in the draft. And I expect those guys to all be at least threatened for impact day one Impact players. Drake London of USC went to Atlanta at number eight. Garrett Wilson of Ohio State went number 10 to the New York Jets. Chris Olave of Ohio State went number 11 to the New Orleans Saints. And Jameis Williams of Alabama went number 12 to the Detroit Lions. Well, then 
Jahan Dotson of Penn State went number 16 to the Washington Commanders. Two picks later, Traylon Burks of Arkansas, a guy who was polarizing, incredible athlete, but uh, also a guy that uh, inconsistent in his in production, at least according to the scouts. Uh, he goes number 18 to the Tennessee Titans. That's a domino then where the Titans trade A.J. Brown, a guy who was top three in the league in targets last year, a guy that was a Pro Bowl player. And then the receivers just kept on coming. And by the time the first round was over, you're talking six, count them, six wide receivers drafted in the first round. That's the most ever. So basically, it was a good night for the first round of the NFL draft if you were a wide receiver or if you played it on Georgia's defense. Georgia's defense also set a record. Five guys from that unit. We've seen as many as seven guys from a single school go in the first round. That's happened once via Alabama. But we've never seen five guys from one defensive unit go in the first round. So as predicted that, and, and as evaluated, that Georgia team was as stacked as they come last year. And that's exactly how it played out with Trevon Walker sneaking his way in to the number one overall pick slot. Interesting because this is a guy that had to move to the edge because he couldn't beat out two other guys playing on the inside of Georgia's defense that also went in this first round. So we're going to come back around to that because I have heard a lot of people killing the Trayvon Walker pick at number one by the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I actually think it's a good pick, and I think it's one with a ton of upside. Do you really want to be making picks at number one overall based on upside? I'm not sure, but I think the dude is an athletic freak, and I think that if he hits... He could be a guy that's like uh, in the same vein, a poor man's at least, Miles Garrett. So we'll see. But he certainly has the physical skills. Jordan Davis, the big defensive tackle who exploded onto the scene at the NFL Combine by running a 4.78 at more than 340 pounds. He lasted until number 13 when the Philadelphia Eagles, shout out to our guy Andrew Houghton in the back, Philly picks up the big boy from Georgia. I think that's a great pick. I think it's a great value at number 13 as well. And then the uh, Packers go double-dipping from the Georgia Bulldog defense. They don't even have to change the logo on their helmet, just the colors of the logo. Quay Walker of Georgia, the inside linebacker, goes number 22 to the Packers. And Devontae Wyatt, the defensive tackle, goes number 28 to the Packers. And in the first round last night, it was wrapped up by the Minnesota Vikings, who traded down. They got rid of their number 12 pick. They traded for the number 32 and number 34 picks. They used the final pick of the first round on the last Georgia Bulldog of the evening, Lewis Sign. He's a safety who was an All-American. So five Georgia Bulldogs, six wide receivers. The story in the NFL draft, the other storyline here was twofold. One, the proliferation of offensive linemen, including... Ikeb Ikwanu from NC State going to number six. Evan Neal, the big offensive tackle from Alabama. He went number seven. Kenyon Green, an offensive guard out of Texas A&M, goes number 15 to the Texans. By the way, uh, Ikwanu, the big offensive tackle from NC State, went to the Panthers. Evan Neal from Bama, the second of the uh, top seven picks in the first round by the New York Giants. They went Kayvon Thibodeau at number five, the DN out of Oregon, and then Evan Neal out of Alabama, the offensive tackle. Uh, Mississippi State offensive tackle Charles Cross went number nine to the Seattle Seahawks. And then again, Kenyon Green, Texas A&M, went number 15 to the Houston Texans. Zion Johnson 
Boston College standout offensive lineman went to the uh, San Diego and now Los Angeles. I keep saying that. I'm never going to get over it. It's the Los Angeles Chargers. They draft Zion Johnson out of Boston College. Trevor Penning, the first FCS guy off the board. Big offensive tackle out of northern Iowa. He goes number 19 overall to the New Orleans Saints. And the, the offensive lineman kept coming. Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, 24th to the Dallas Cowboys. Tyler Lindenbaum out of Iowa, the first center selected. He goes uh, number 25 to the Baltimore Ravens. And then the final offensive lineman of the first round, Cole Strange out of Chattanooga. Nuwana is now coming to you from the Gray Wolf Peak Casino. Got less than a couple hours, about an hour and 45 minutes now, for the meet and greet with all the superstars, Artis Gilmore, Calvin Murphy, George Gervin, Michael Ray Richardson, Otis Birdsong. They're all up here. You can meet and greet each one of them. It's part of their grand opening for the sports bar here at the Gray Wolf Peak Casino. So if you need something to do tonight, it's only 10 minutes from Missoula. Head on up here. It'll be a night to remember, to be sure. If you want to just kick it at home tonight, you're looking for some dinner plans. Back by popular demand, week number two. It is the Friday Pie Day presented by Front Street Pizza. You just need to stay tuned to the show. About 5.30, we'll be giving you the opportunity to give us a call, and then we'll make a call down for you to go pick up a large pepperoni pizza from Front Street Pizza. It's that easy. You call us, we call them. You get a large pepperoni pizza on your Friday night for free. Friday Pie Day presented by Front Street Pizza located there on Front Street below Rome Student Housing right there by the old public library just a block down from the new public library. Stay tuned. Friday Pie Day, 530. We give you an opportunity to get a large pepperoni pizza courtesy of Front Street Pizza. The two FCS guys drafted in the first round uh, of course, are getting a lot of scrutiny and also a lot of, who's that guy from the national media? That's how it goes. It's part ignorance, part shtick. But Trevor Fenning's a guy that's got a lot of hype the last several months. He was an outstanding player for Northern Iowa. He was a standout at the Senior Bowl. He did really well at the Combine as well as uh, during the Northern Iowa Pro Day. He goes number 19 to the New Orleans Saints. And then the uh, big center out of Chattanooga, Cole Strange, goes 29th to the New England Patriots. Now, I get if you are, especially the Patriots at 29, if you're killing them because of of the value of the pick. Uh, I get it. I get where you're coming from because could you have gotten Cole Strange uh, a couple rounds later? Maybe. There's the video going around Twitter right now of, of Sean McVay, the Los Angeles Rams head coach laughing at the, at the pick saying shoot we brought him in and we interviewed him we thought we were going to ha- have him uh, you know somewhere in the the hundreds in the third or fourth round and and now he goes uh in the first round i get that but also so often now these, again the development is at such a high level and, and, and the offensive linemen especially the guys from the fcs schools if you're getting drafted in the first round, out of an FCS school, you are almost certainly going to be a day one starter on the offensive front, especially if you're an interior guy like Cole Strange. Like, make no mistake, I really think that the New England Patriots drafted Cole Strange to be their absolute starting center this next year, maybe a starting guard, but a starter nonetheless. 
And Trevor Finning played on the outside. He might take a little while to round into shape to be able to become an, a true NFL starter. But the thing that these guys got that's hard to teach and hard to develop is the mean streak. And I think that's why both these guys got drafted in the first round. And uh, I think that that's what these teams see in them. And so I don't see these as bad picks. I think if you are able to show your level of domination, your level of physical intimidation, your level of toughness at the FCS level, and that translates then when you go start playing against higher talents, you know, in, uh, in the Senior Bowl and the All-Star Games and stuff like that, I think that that absolutely translates on film, and that's why those two guys went in the first round. Other guys with the NFL draft getting underway the second and third rounds tonight, 5 p.m., other FCS guys that are almost certainly going to have their names called, especially the people around Montana will know. North Dakota State wide receiver Christian Watson, who took the NFL Combine by storm. I think he will be uh, part of the continuation of quality and potentially starting level, starting lineup level players drafted period at that position, let alone uh, the first guy out of the FCS. I do think Watson has an opportunity to maybe even go higher than Cooper Cup went. Out of Eastern Washington, Cup was the 69th overall selection in the 2017 draft by the Los Angeles Rams. Wouldn't be surprised if Christian Watson out of NDSU goes higher than that. South Dakota State running back, Pierre Strong, will also be uh, on the board, and he's a guy that definitely could be an impact player right out the gates. Zion McCollum, who is uh, an unorthodox player out of Sam Houston State because of his great size, well over 6'3", and uh, a really good cover guy who runs really well. Uh, he's another FCS guy. And then Southern Utah offensive tackle Braxton Jones. He will likely be there. But the one you all want to know about, it's Troy Anderson, a guy we talked about on this show seemingly endlessly over the last five or six years. One of the great players to come out of the state of Montana. Um, and a guy that has a lot of superlatives or could have a lot of superlatives attached to his name after tonight is over. Troy Anderson I don't think he'll make it out of the second round. Maybe he does. If he does, it's going to make it into the early third round. But I do not think that Troy Anderson out of Dillon, Montana, will be available in the NFL draft after tonight. If he is, it's a big surprise. If he's not, here's some of the stuff that he's flirting with. He is trying to become the first Bobcat drafted since Bo Sandlin was drafted in 2016, the tight end formerly of the University of Miami, who spent just one year at Montana State, but it was a great year, first-team all-league year. He was a seventh round draft pick number 252 overall to the Carolina Panthers in 2016. If Anderson is drafted tonight or at all, he will also be the first Big Sky Conference player. Or excuse me, from these two Montana schools, the first Cat or Grizz drafted since Tyrone Holmes was drafted in 2016 along with Bo Sandlin. So it's been six years since we've seen either a former Grizz or a former Bobcat drafted. Troy Anderson also has it in the mix to be the highest Bobcat drafted since 2004. The highest Bobcat pick of the 21st century, Joey Thomas, cornerback, who went number 70 to Green Bay in 2004. Troy Anderson also has in his sights becoming the highest Montanan who stayed in Montana for college. That distinction in the Big Sky era dating back to 1963 goes to Croy Beerman, who, who grew up in Hardin and played for the Grizzlies. He was the number 154 pick in the fifth round by the Atlanta Falcons. So he holds the distinction as the Montanan who went to a Montana college as the highest drafted player that fits those two things. 
And Troy Anderson finally tried to become the highest drafted Big Sky Conference player since Cooper Cup went number 69 in the third round to the Los Angeles Rams back in 2017. Uh, the highest player from either the Grizz or the Bobcats drafted over the last 10 years, that was Tremaine Johnson, number 65 overall, early in the third round to the Rams when they were still in St. Louis. So those are kind of your numbers in terms of Troy Anderson and his superlatives. If he can get picked before 65, it will be uh, a a memorable night. It's going to be memorable whenever this kid gets picked because he's from a Class A high school. He's from a 5,000-person town. He played four different positions at an All-American level at Montana State. But uh, whenever he gets picked, it will be a great and a landmark and a memorable moment for all the great football and sports fans in this state. But he also could surpass a lot of great ones that came before him as well. So the NFL second round begins tonight. What do the draft picks look like? I think that the mock drafts and things like that, it's tough because, you know, no one really ever gets it right. Nobody knows how the dominoes are going to fall. I think they said that the 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 uh, the you know the national guys, Mel Kiper, Todd McShay, those guys were about 11 percent correct with the order last night. But there are some teams that have some needs at Troy Anderson's position, uh, and also maybe some teams that have a little bit of a tie uh, to this neck of the woods. I can tell you with certainty that the Minnesota Vikings, the Seattle Seahawks, the Atlanta Falcons, the Chicago Bears. And the Green Bay Packers have all scouted Troy Anderson, not to set his pro day. Oh, and the Dallas Cowboys have as well. Not to set his pro day, but during the season, there were scouts from those NFL teams absolutely at Big Sky Conference games Troy Anderson was playing in. I sat sat next to a couple scouts from the Bills and the Packers when Montana State played in Cheney, Washington. We also saw scouts from the Vikings, the Packers, the Seahawks, the Broncos, all in Missoula and in Bozeman this year. Uh, he's kind of running the guys at, at similar stops or similar times of year. But I can tell you that those teams have seen him. There's also a couple other uh, connections. The um, Seahawks obviously have the regional one. as the closest NFL team to Montana State. The Falcons have one because Arthur Blank, their owner, he has long made his home or at least second home uh, in the state of Montana. We also have Kansas City just because of a secondary connection with Marty Morninweg, who's our great friend on this show, and a guy that uh, coached in the NFL for 26 years. He was our co-host for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty earlier this year. And uh, I guess during football season, that is. But he has direct ties to Andy Reid. There's also some Montana influences on the chief staff. Their special teams coach once upon a time, coached at Carroll College. And the Bills also have some Montana ties on their staff as well. And then, of course, the Cincinnati Bengals, who picked number uh, 62, no, 63 overall, Colt Anderson, Butte's finest. He's a Mining City native, comes from Montana. He's a former Montana Grizz All-American. But I know for for a fact that Troy Anderson's been on Colt Anderson's radar, no relation, but Colt Anderson... Certainly knows about Troy Anderson. He and I have spoken about Troy Anderson. So uh, the the Bengals are there as well. So who's going to pick Troy Anderson? I'm not sure. I really don't expect him to get past pick 64. If he does, then some of those other superlatives will be sort of uh, in a gray area. But either way, Troy Anderson almost certainly slated to become the highest drafted Montanan who also played football at a Montana college of the modern era. The actual highest drafted player 
ever who grew up in Montana and played for either the Grizzlies or the Bobcats, Milt Popovich. Milt Popovich, nicknamed the Butte Missile, an All-American in the mid-1930s for the Montana Grizzlies, who hails from the mining city, Butte, America. He was the number 15 overall pick in the 1938 NFL draft. Back then, there was only 10 picks in the first round. So Milt Popovich, number 15 overall, but it was actually a second-round draft pick. So that's very interesting. The highest draft pick out of Montana in the um, proper draft era since 1967 was Steve Okanowski. He hailed from Bremerton, Washington, but he played for the Grizzlies, and he was the number 41 overall pick in the 1970 NFL draft. The highest ever drafted Montana State player, the one and only Bill Kohler. The current Denver Broncos defensive line coach, but a guy who was one of only two, count them, two first-round draft picks ever out of the Big Sky Conference. Bill Kohler came out of Montana State in 1974. He was the MVP of the Senior Bowl and the 23rd overall pick by the Cincinnati Bengals. He then went on to play eight seasons in the NFL, and he's been a coach in the NFL ever since 1984. So there you go, some draft history when it comes to Montanans and guys with Montana ties. It's pouring down rain, so why not come up to the casino? You can meet some of the tallest and most prestigious basketball players that I've ever known to be in western Montana. The Grey Wolf Peak Casino, their grand opening for their beautiful sports bar up here on Evero Hill. Come check them out, and you'll get an opportunity to meet George the Iceman Gervin, Artis Gilmore, Calvin Murphy, Otis Birdsong, and Grizz legend, former New York Nick, Michael Ray Richardson. They still have tickets left, uh, $50 at the door. So come on down, come hang out with us. The event starts at 6 p.m., so you got about 90 minutes to make a decision. Get out of the rain, come meet some of the famed players of the 1970s and 1980s, some of the great players of their era up here at the Gray Wolf Peak Casino. Uh, no sign of the tall guys yet, so... We're going to do a little flip-flop. We're going to talk some soccer right after this. And then about 5.30, then maybe we'll get one of these fine gentlemen to sit down with us. Either way, it's Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio coming to you from the Great Wolf Peak Casino. Don't change the channel. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Missoula native Catherine Burkoff set another American swimming record on Thursday. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Burkoff, a record setter at Missoula Hellgate, who now swims at NC State, won the 50-meter backstroke at the Phillips 66 International Team Trials in Greensboro, North Carolina. Her time of 27.12 seconds is the fastest ever by an American and the fifth fastest in the world this year. The victory earned Burkoff a spot at the World Aquatic Championships, which start next month in Budapest, Hungary. Burkoff repeated as the 100-meter backstroke national 
champion at the most recent NCAA championships. It marked the fourth national title of her career after also winning the event and both medley relays in 2021. Last week, Grizz wide receiver Gabe Solcer announced he was leaving the Montana football team and on Thursday, the former Montana Gatorade Player of the Year from Billings announced he was graduate transferring to the University of Texas where he will have two years of eligibility remaining. With a May 1st deadline for one time, no penalty transfers looming, more Montana State football players entered the NCAA transfer portal this week. Marius Hosey, a sophomore running back from Texas, joined Texas product wide receiver Charles Brown, Canadian offensive lineman Cole Snyder, starting sophomore right tackle TJ Session, and reserve wide receiver Jamad Peanut Monroe as Bobcats that have entered the portal over the last week. The NFL draft continues tonight at 5 p.m. Former Montana State star Troy Anderson is predicted to go in either the second or third round this evening. for you here on a Friday. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Maybe you're tuning in on the new ESPN Montana app. No matter what way you're tuning into the show, hope you had a great week. Happy Friday. I know it's raining. How about something fun to do? Drive up Everett Hill. Come hang out with me. We're up here at the Gray Wolf Peak Casino. Superstar meet and greet starts in about 90 minutes. We got some basketball Hall of Famers, some of the great players of their generation. George Gervin, Artis Gilmore, Calvin Murphy, Otis Birdsong, and Michael Ray Richardson. They'll all be up here for a meet and greet starting at 6 p.m. So come on up here. Gray Wolf Peak Casino, the uh, soft opening, as it were, of their new sports bar up here. They'll have a grand opening in a couple weeks as well, but this is a great way to show this new uh, facility off. So uh, appreciate everybody for helping us get up here. Also appreciate Andrew Houghton, our guy in the back, for getting us here on the radio. Remember, it is a Friday pie day. That means free pizza from Front Street Pizza. Stick with us about 530. We'll give you the opportunity to call in. And all you got to do then is just give us your name and then go pick up a large pepperoni pizza. How about that? Hook you up on a Friday night. Get it all started off right just for you. If you need something to do tonight, come on up here to the Gray Wolf Peak Casino. Happy to be here. Happy to get an opportunity to meet some of these guys that I've been reading and studying about for a, a lot of my life as a longtime basketball fan. What's going on in the international world of football? Well, our guy, Andrew Houghton, is a soccer aficionado, and he has a great podcast, Soccer in Snow and Smoke, presented by the Missoula Broadcasting Company, and one of his Loyal contributors is Rock Ross McMoneys, who uh, used to be the executive director of the Missoula Strikers and uh, is still very involved in analyzing and uh, consuming the Premier League. And so these guys, they talk about the burgeoning title race right now. It's a heated one between Manchester City and Liverpool. There's only five games to go in the top football league in the world. Here's a snippet from Soccer in Snow and Smoke from earlier this week. 
Go check out the podcast. It's available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. What have you thought of Man City and Liverpool this year? I mean, as a fan of any other club, you just have to be envious and hold your hands up and be like, oh, what are we going to do? It's Man City and it's Liverpool. You just when you, Whenever you face those two teams, you expect to lose. They are so good. Some of the best two Premier League teams, style of play, just everything, you name it. These are some of the best two teams at it that, that I've ever seen. Um, and I've... You, Trust me, I watch a lot of soccer, um, and it's just mind-blowing. And, you know, I, I, you can't call it. They have, what, five games left, and I expect they're not going to drop any points. They're going to win, and both teams are just hoping one of them slips up. But I just can't see it. That's right. Man City and Liverpool both with five games left. They don't play each other again in the league. They still could play each other in the Champions League final, which would be sort of another great twist into that rivalry as they're finishing up the Premier League race. Uh, With five games left, Man City on 80 points, Liverpool on 79. So if Man City does win out, they will be the champions. I agree with everything you said. It really is what sort of illustrates the point so clearly for me. Is the the last game that they played each other was the the 2-2 in the Premier League, and that was sort of that was sort of the chance. I mean, that was sort of you're you're playing each other. You don't think either team's going to drop any points against anybody else the rest of the year. That game was really all to play for, and that game was just. I mean, it really puts on display the quality, the tactical ideas that these teams are more well equipped to play than anybody else in the world. It was it was a, a sensational game, and it really is just on a different level than I think almost any other team in the world can reach right now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that was kind of a decider and everyone felt it at the time. I think Liverpool probably would have been most upset with the tie um, had they win it, won it. I thought they would have probably went into the rest of it feeling very confident, like we've got this, we can win out. Just as Man City are, we tied, yeah, fine, but we're confident we can win out, So, and they've got most points. But I think uh, the Premier League and, and soccer in Europe gets a bit of criticism from American sports fans because there's no, like, playoffs. But for me, this is exciting. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Like, if Man City dropped a single point on the first five games of the season, it can really affect this title race right now, you know, months down the line. So I love it. Well, that's right, and now you have essentially five games, and it is it is playoffs, or it's a playoff race situation yeah. where you cannot lose a game, you cannot drop any points because the other team is putting such pressure on you. Talking about both of these teams, I mean, what's your your read of how they've reached the level that they have this year and sort of in past years, but how have they built that over the years? I mean, just the, you know, you look at both Pep and Klopp, some of the best two managers in the world. Um, you know, and, and I'm a coach instructor with the coaches across Montana, and we, we were having this conversation last night, funny enough. We were talking about how if you have a, cons- a, a philosophy and you're consistent with your message and you're, you know, you're drilling in your principles on a daily basis, like that consistency over time builds up and it, and it, creates a really positive strong identity and culture and that's what makes teams successful you know you think about coaches in america like john wooden 
or Phil Jackson, those guys are the same. It's all about their philosophy and principles and their consistency within that message. Well, I think that's absolutely right. And both those teams have the money to put in those, those principles yeah. to, to allow those managers to build their vision. And, and when it works and when you have the manager with the vision and the resources to build that vision and sort of the backroom staff to identify players for that vision and you have the players bought in, it really is something special. I, watch these teams if you can. They're both still in the Champions League in the in the semifinals, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But I just thought that when they played each other in the Premier League um, a couple weeks ago, it was just one of the best games that I've ever seen because no other team in the world can play their game against these teams. Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, the other the other best teams in the Premier League, they can't build from the back against the pressure of these yeah. teams. They can't have anything going in midfield against these teams. Liverpool and Man City are the only two teams that can play the way they want to against each other. So you have two teams trying to build from the back, two teams trying to hold possession against two teams trying to press high. And the level of skill that that requires from the players on the field in every situation. I mean, watching that game, there's no easy back pass. There's no easy passing it around the back, right? Every touch has to be good. And because they have the best players in the world, every touch was good. And every touch had the chance to move their team forward or to push the other team back to change the game. And it was just really high-level, intense soccer. And I don't know that there's much else to say about this race except that Man City has the advantage right now, and it doesn't look like like either team is going to drop points, and it, it might just be Man City on top. Yeah, talking about that, you you know, swinging it around the back and 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 trying to play a certain way, it just reminded me of the incident when Edison received that back pass and almost gave up a goal. Like it's it it's fractions in the differences between one of these two teams winning the league. Not quite as as impactful, but but maybe. I mean, for a lot of these teams, we still have a lot of races for the European places here. If Arsenal do hold on to fourth, how big of a statement is that for sort of the, the Mikel Arteta experiment there? Um, does, does that represent a step forward for you, for Arteta at Arsenal? Absolutely, yeah. It, it's kind of similar to the Man U thing. They're in a in a weird. They've been in a weird transition. But Arteta's appointment was a, a really positive one. I think. Obviously, he's a coach that worked under Pep, um, so he's been mentored by that him, and he's kind. He kind of has a very similar philosophy and wants to play a certain way. So I'm I'm glad they've stuck with him. When things were tough, they were calling for his head. But as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm a Glasgow Rangers fan. I grew up, and Arteta was a Rangers player so I am behind Arteta and I'm you know I'm not a chill I'm not an Arsenal fan I'm a Chelsea fan but I just love soccer I appreciate it and I, and Arteta is certainly someone even though he's the manager of Arsenal I'm rooting for him it looks like for that fourth spot this was Man City in first Liverpool in second they're fighting for the title Chelsea looks nailed on for third Arsenal sitting in fourth right now with 60 points Tottenham in fifth with 58 points I don't think Man United is in that race for... Oh, no. I, I think they've dropped out of it recently, yeah. um, so it looks like they're going for Europa League. Do, do you have a, a handicapped favorite in that race for fourth between Arsenal and Tottenham? And that's a hugely valuable place because the difference between the Champions League revenues and the Europa League revenues is, is so large. 
Um, very much like the Man City Liverpool game, I believe Arsenal and Tottenham still have to play. So again, it may come down to that head to head. But again, I, I really think that, you know, Tottenham have been hit or miss. They've had their ups and downs this year. And Arsenal have started in this late period of the season have started to show some consistency so I think they are just going to nick it at the end. They do play each other still on May 12th which is uh, one of the, the biggest games remaining in the Premier League schedule. It, it's really interesting. Yeah, I think Arsenal has been a little bit under the radar this season. You know, you had Man City Liverpool taking up a lot of the headlines you had Chelsea of course as the defending Champions League winner you had whatever's going on at, at Man United. You had sort of West Ham having a good season Tottenham have Son and Kane, so there's going to be a lot of attention on them always. Arsenal lost their their best or most famous player, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, to, to Barcelona, but they've just been steady. I think they, they deserve the fourth spot that they're sitting in right now, and I think if they do close it out, nobody could say that they, they don't deserve it. Yeah, you know, one thing I think that I really appreciate about Arteta and Arsenal is that they've used their youth very well. You know, and I wish a lot of these Premier League clubs would rely on their youth academy a lot more than they do. Chelsea being one of the biggest. Chelsea sends so many young players out on loan. They get a lot of criticism for it, and then they buy players like Lukaku. We saw Tammy Abraham, who was a young Chelsea product, to Roma, brought Lukaku in to score the goals, and Tammy Abraham was scoring more goals than Lukaku. I don't understand why teams don't just rely on their youth and give them a chance like Arsenal have. It pays off, you know, and you're developing for the future too. That's absolutely right. And you can, I mean, with youth players, you're paying the cost of development and that can pay off in so many different ways, regardless of whether they make the first team and contribute to the first team. Those are players you can sell if you develop them and put the money back into the club as opposed to buying a player like Romelu Lukaku where you have the huge expenditure up front and if it doesn't work out, you've tanked his value. Yeah. So, yeah, looking further down the table, Man United in sixth, West Ham in seventh. West Ham's been a good story this year. Do we think anybody else has a chance to to sort of get into the race for those last European places? Top four make Champions League, fifth and sixth make the Europa League, seventh makes the newly, I guess, christened Europa Conference League. Do we think that those seven are sort of locked in right now, or does somebody else have a chance to climb up in there? Yeah, honestly, looking at the table, my opinion is that it's pretty set. You know, there's some teams that have games in hand that can catch up with some points, but um, I don't see our, uh, sorry, West Ham bypassing Man United. I think Man United will finish in sixth place where they are solely because West Ham have been doing fantastic but they have that uh, Europe European game still that's, right. that's going to drain the tank a little bit and make it difficult to catch up in the Premier League uh, Wolves are great but they're not scoring the goals they're pretty solid defensively I think that's one of the reasons they're sitting in eighth in a, in a good spot where they could gain points but I don't think they score enough goals so I think as we look at it you know one through ten is pretty much staying the same What's been your read on Manchester United this year for all the headlines around that team coming into the year when, of course, bringing Cristiano Ronaldo back to Manchester, they signed Jadon Sancho, which everybody thought was going to be a, a huge move, one of the biggest English stars who wasn't playing in the Premier League. They're sixth right now. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to put your finger on. You know, it's like, um, you know, 
a chef in the kitchen, you need to get the recipes right for it to taste good. And uh, and Man United need to bring in the right players and have the right balance of players in order for them to play the the best style of soccer. And I think I think Ronaldo's getting a lot of unfair criticism because he's he's got 16 goals in the Premier League. He's a goal scorer. You know, he gets criticism for not being a pressing type player and all of this, but I think that's somewhat unfair, but at the same time it does seem like part of that uh the fall off of the cohesiveness within the team. So, I don't know, I can't put my finger on it. I don't want to blame the sign of Ronaldo because he's such a legend and he scored 16 goals, but at the same time like that seems like part of the issue. I think it is a little bit unfair because, as you pointed out, he is the only player scoring goals for United right now. I mean, they, they've struggled to get input from anybody else besides maybe Bruno. Yeah. Uh, but the other reason it's, it's unfair is because you knew that when you were bringing him in, right? Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo is, what, 38 now? Yeah. You know he's not going to press. Yeah. You, you have to build the team around him. I mean, he's still good enough to where if you build a team around his strengths and weaknesses, he's still one of the best players in the yeah. world. United sort of haven't done that, and they their system sort of requires the center forward to do a lot of pressing, but you knew that Ronaldo wasn't going to do that. If you watch the tape yep. at any of his last stops, he, he's, he just doesn't do that anymore. But he, he's still a great goal scorer, a great player. Um, so I think there have been some errors there. Man United, of course, finally maybe settling on their manager for the future with Eric Ten Hag coming in, replacing, I guess, Ralph Rangnick was sort of a caretaker as they tried to find somebody. That's right, yep. Ten Hag, I mean, what what's his system like? What kind of players is he going to be looking for? Well, you know, I, I don't know if anyone out there that's listening is familiar with the Ajax system, but they, we were just talking about youth, they use their youth a lot. They have a policy of giving a debut to one youth player um, every home game, I think. Um, but they, you know, the importance of playing youth, Ten Hag's going to come in and use some of those young players. And Man United have been historically good at that with bringing through the likes of Beckham scores, but, you know, the class of 97. This year with Elanga, um, I, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name correctly, but Hannibal maybe made a debut against Liverpool and was throwing himself around. So yeah. Man United are in a good place with some of their youth players so I'm excited to see Ten Hag come in and, and adopt some of that and give those guys a chance because that's what made Man United so successful in the past there you go Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams both collegially and professionally there are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Yeah, I'd rather be with you. I'd rather be with you. Yeah. 
be your friend, not now and then, but until the end. I just love the way you like, and that's a fact. I wanna be your number one, so get to that. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. And on us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Maybe you're listening or tuning in on the ESPN Montana app. We're coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. But we're not there because we're here. Great Wolf Peak Casino up on Evero Hill. Need something fun to do this evening? How about this? A handful of former NBA All-Stars, Hall of Famers. It's the Superstar Meet and Greet event here up at Grey Wolf Peak Casino. Their new sports bar open. It's beautiful. It's uh, filled with all sorts of historical artifacts and memorabilia and all sorts of cool history. And tonight, they'll be hosting a meet and greet with NBA and ABA Hall of Famers. George the Iceman Gervin, the only five-time only five straight, I should say, scoring champion in NBA history. Artis Gilmore, a former ABA MVP who was also an all-star in the NBA. Calvin Murphy, an all-star for the Houston Rockets, as well as Michael Ray Richardson, who was a standout for the Montana Grizzlies before going on to star for the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets, and also Otis Birdsong, who made multiple stops in his NBA career and a four-time NBA all-star. What do you think, Monty? Do you want to come on with us? Here you go. So, Monty Marengo, he's one of the guys that helped put this thing together. So, tell us about it, Monty. You, you say you come from the, the Polson area, but how did you sort of get involved in this? How did you sort of get involved with these guys? How did you get to know them and sort of help them come to Montana? Well, I was a sports photographer for five years in L.A., and I covered a lot of the Laker games, Dodgers and Angels. So I eventually met some of these guys in the locker room because that's part of the perks. So I did started with basketball camps for 30 years with Michael Cooper and other Lakers. Sure. Uh, Former number one overall pick. Yeah, including uh, Tom Chambers, Spud Webb, uh, Byron Scott, Gene Banks. But I met Otis Birdsong, and uh, he told me he had this available, the service available. Sweet. To bring in uh, uh, players, older players, to golf, poker, uh, greet. So this group of five guys just love doing this. They go all over the country. They do basketball camps. They do meet and greets. They... uh, do poker tournaments so as a retired person these guys stay busy you gotta love it well i've been giving people history lessons about these guys because of people of a certain age remember these guys well i mean these these guys were some of the great players in basketball during their time but uh it has been since you know the 1970s early 1980s so uh, this is a prestigious group though so this is this is pretty cool these guys are here in western montana right oh f- first time for these three uh, these three uh Ardus gilmore first time yep gervin first time calvin murphy first time because they're from texas uh texas and florida so uh this is new to them and they love this area i told them it's paradise and they totally agree it's so awesome. Well, Monty also has a ton of stuff in terms of memorabilia and stuff. So how'd you get into that? How'd you get into the collecting element of this? Well, I got a lot of, most of the autographs I got myself. The other half I would buy at, when they, if they had certified, if they had certified uh, uh, COAs, I would buy them. And, and I usually just give them away for uh, fundraisers for kids to travel. Like when they want to go to Washington, D.C., I donate a couple of helmets and the profits they make, uh, they use to go on their trips. 
That's so cool. So how did you first get involved in sports photography then? Because I run a multimedia company uh, that is uh, in partnership with ESPN. My brother's a sports photographer, and he just loves it. It's such a fun craft. How did you get involved in it? I started taking pictures at a tennis match in Arizona State. Wow. And I took the pictures to the coach. I said, do you like these pictures? He said, yeah, go put them in the paper. So I put them in the Tempe Daily News. They gave me money, and one thing led to another. So I went from I went from uh, uh, college, Arizona State, and then I went to basketball for Arizona State. Then I eventually got into the Lakers and the Forum. Well, very fun. Marty Marengo joining us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Anything uh, that you expect out of the night? There's still some time for people to come up here and get some tickets. So if you want something to do tonight, Grey Wolf Peak Casino, 6 p.m., meet and greet with some NBA Hall of Famers. What do you expect from this to, this to be tonight? First of all, I guess people will expect to see one of the tallest players in, in NBA history. I mean, Artis Gilmore is real deal, seven foot two, right? Yeah, seven two, seven three. <laughs> I think he's the fourth tallest player in the Hall of Fame. But yeah. we also have the shortest player in the Hall of Fame, Calvin, Calvin Murphy. Murphy, right? Who's yeah. only about five foot nine, right? And, and get ready for this record. He he once held the record for free throws, seventy eight in a row. He missed one. Then he made another 58 more in a row. Oh, I guess. So he was like 133 out of 134 on the streak. Amazing. Amazing. That was about a three-month period he did that. So that's pretty impressive. And George the Iceman Gerber, one of the great scorers in the history of the NBA. He had five straight scoring titles. The only guy to ever win five in a row. Not even Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant. Nobody's done that. Five in a row is pretty impressive. Oh, his personality. This guy is class-ass clown. He's so He's hilarious, and apparently he's been all this way, but when I met him, he was serious. But now he's really laid back and enjoying life, and these are his best friends. These guys are close. That, that'll be a fun part, too, to see them sort of interact as well. So uh, you got about an hour if you want to come up here. Gray Wolf Peak Casino up here on Everow Hill. George the Iceman Gervin, Otis Birdsong, Calvin Murphy, Artis Skillmore, and Michael Ray Richardson. Well, a lot of you know because he was a famed player for the Montana Grizzlies as well. They'll be up here. The meet and greet from the new sports bar starts at 6 p.m. up here on Everett Hill at the Gray Wolf Peak Casino. Come hang out with us. Marty, thanks for being here, man. This was fun. Thank you. Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, Hour 1 in the books, Hour 2 coming at you. How about a little laughs for the weekend? Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports, swings by to make fun of all of us who love the NFL draft so much and make all of you laugh. Keep it right here, Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 